Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. Final segment here in MNCAA, it's our CCHA crew. It's Ryan Stieg, Lucas Pippenhagen, Alex Micheletti, Marissa Voss, all joining me on this lovely Monday evening, President's Day here on the SodaPod, our parent company, we should say, here in MNCAA. But um, like parents, you know, it's it's kind of funny. You know, you, you, you teach your kids to do the right things, and either they do or they don't, right? Um, a couple of our teams understood the assignment this weekend. A couple of other teams, let's just say they didn't. Um, I do want to come back to Lucas Pippenhagen first because um, we talked two weeks ago, Lucas, that Midget State had an opportunity to seize the momentum. They had to carpe diem the damn thing, is that's what we mean, right? They have for the first couple of weeks, and right now they're a number one team in the CCHA. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, kind of out of the blue, you know, you, you get a couple of the... the lower teams in the conference back-to-back weekends and you take advantage of that opportunity and you come away with with 10 out of a possible 12 points over the last couple of weeks and and honestly you should be a little bit upset that you drop those two points both uh letting northern michigan tie one up late on on in their series and then letting ferris state uh last thursday get a a late tying goal too to force overtime before the beavers came away with a victory so yeah i mean you you definitely did what you had to do last couple of weeks, and now you're in a, a good position facing the the other two, you know, or two of the teams tied for second in the CCHA over the next couple of weeks with with everything on the line still. And, and Lucas, the the conversation at least throughout um, Twitterville or Xville or whatever it's called now, I, I lose track of changes so often. Um, the Midget State now, now that we've seen now this latest stretch, are they the team to beat right now in the CCHA? I, I think you have to say so just because, you know, th- there's only four games left and they have a two point lead. You know, you, you're going to have, you know, if you're Minnesota State or St. Thomas, you're going to have to beat them at least once. And, and honestly, you probably need to sweep Bemidji if, if you want to finish atop the standings because, um, you know, St. Thomas is going to have that that last weekend against Michigan Tech that they should be able to pick up some points at. And, and Minnesota State this weekend playing Lake Superior State, you know, I, I'm fully expecting Minnesota State to sweep that series too. So, um, yeah, it, it's just an exciting, fun time of year. I mean, I, I don't think we could have asked for anything better for the, you know, how these last couple of weeks are going to shake out. Yeah, it's definitely shaping out to be quite, uh, <laughs> quite the run here. Um, so for, for those who haven't been keeping track, um, which is very few and far between, but Midget State on top of the CCHA at 37 points and then a three-way tie, Minnesota State, St. Thomas, Bowling Green, all with 35 points. Those are your home ice spots. So Nothing is set in stone there. Michigan Tech at fifth. They're still within reach at five points back at 30. Lake Superior 20th. They've kind of taken a step back. They were sort of in the mix there for a while, but have been slowly but gradually kind of going down the standings. Northern Michigan 26, Ferris State in a distant eighth at 17 points. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned St. Thomas here, Lucas, because Ryan, um, we talked last week of where St. Thomas was. They're beat up. It certainly seemed like to me that the bruises were showing on the on ice product. And that is unfortunate because there's a lot of excitement surrounding the squad again, third year in D1, sort of 
surprising some folks with how good it's been. It's tough to see that it's been the injury bug that's hit them at, well, at the very worst time of the season. Yeah, there you can honestly, when you're watching St. Thomas, if you were over the weekend, you could see that they were a little off and losing Cooper Gay, who is one of their best offensive players to a leg injury um, Friday night. That, that was a really bad injury to watch. And he's done for the year. Obviously when you're, when you're helped off the ice on the stretcher. Yeah. You're, you're done for the year. And uh, so that's a big loss. Mac Myers got injured Friday night, tried to fight through it. Saturday was back in the lineup, but even you could tell he was not fully 100% (laughs) when he was out there. I mean, he looked good at stretches, but he just, he didn't have the typical Mac (laughs) you know type of style of play that you're used to watching so and uh it's just the injuries are piling up and the fact that the last two nights when i talked to rico and he said we got to figure out who's going to be in our lineup and he said that both nights so that's really what's affecting st thomas right now is they're so banged up they got guys on defense playing forward they're trying to guys who maybe played a couple games at the start of the year are now getting tons of playing time and it's just it's it's a little sad because they had such a great season and that they were in the mcnaughton hunt and now they could drop out of it not because they're playing badly but just because (laughs) They're kind of just limping along and hoping, hoping they can get wins, you know, despite being hit by injuries. And uh, last weekend, they actually played, I thought, pretty well. You know, they got three um, goals on on Friday night. It was a great game that went tight to the end. Saturday, it was just they were just a step behind, and it showed. And losing Cooper Gay was a big sign of that. So. They're they're in rough shape right now, and uh, they're facing Bemidji at not a very good time when you're banged up. So they're no. still in the hunt, but you know you're starting to wonder now at this point. You are, and uh, and that's too bad, Ryan and Alex. You know you've been around the game enough to know that you know everybody at this time of the year, and when I say everybody, I mean every team is going to have players that are playing through injuries that are going to have key players that are out, right? Um, but it is. For Mankato's purposes, you know, you had this week off here um, where if Mankato is looking at what's happening around them and it's not that they've been playing particularly super well, but not particularly super bad at this point, Mankato. I mean, I'm pretty sure, at least for last I checked, they're pretty much healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're in a position where, again, you're in that three way tie for second. You're relatively healthy you're considered probably at least sitting in the sidelines. You're in a pretty decent spot right now, all things considered, right? Yeah, this the I, I tweeted it out to the this past week and the results worked pretty well in their favor. It could have it could have been a lot worse. Um so I mean to be only two two points behind is huge and and kind of like Lucas said, uh, you know, they should sweep Lake. You know, they're at home. They they played pretty well against Lake up there. Um so I mean the the matchup couldn't couldn't be better for them and then you know you get a showdown with with Bemidji and uh, it always those games are always classic as we know you know two years ago and um so yeah it should should be a fun fun four game stretch for for the Mavs and you know like like we've talked about all year the the job that Strand has done to get them to this 
point is just been uh, out, you know, it's just been unbelievable. So yeah, we'll see, see what happens. And uh, Marissa, this brings to the ultimate question, right? Is, is this a must sweep for Minnesota state? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it is. And I say that only because if St. Thomas wasn't just completely like crawling to the finish line, and they say that respectfully, they really are that banged up. I think this would be a must sweep. I'm not so sure it's the same way. It's not disrespecting St. Thomas, but I just think that they're just catastrophically banged up right now. Um, I'm not saying that you don't want to drop any games to Lake Superior State, but do you still consider this a must sweep territory for the Mavs this weekend? I mean, must sweep. It you you want to win, obviously. You're you want to sweep, but if we drop a game, I don't know if we're gonna be like, oh my god, it's the end, it's over, we're done, we're not gonna win the non-cup, everything, blah blah blah. I don't think that's the case. Um, because like you said, um, UST is not the team that we saw this year, and unfortunately, because of circumstances that um nobody can control, injuries all about, um, and you know, to be carried on a stretcher, I didn't even know really hope that he gets well. Hope I see him, we see him back on the out. Who is it, Cooper? Ryan? Cooper yeah, Cooper really, that, that's a tough blow for St. Thomas. And hopefully he can rally and really become better and take the offseason. And hopefully we'll see him on the ice next year because you don't want that in college hockey. You just don't want that kind of injury. Um, but yeah, they're they're just really banged up right now. And I think if Minnesota drops a game to LSSU, we don't it's not something that's ideal. Absolutely not. But if we drop it, I don't think we're gonna be in the worst circumstance, right? We're still in that race. Only two points behind, obviously, Bemidji, like we said in rehashing, we're tied with, you know, three other teams. And um, for BGSU, I don't know if as I look at it as, as they're super duper scary either. Um, I think we're right in the mix. And I think we're hopefully, if we do the things that we have done well over the last couple of weeks on and take advantage of the buy, right? Really take advantage of resting, of you know, getting that much needed rest mentally, emotionally, physically, just as anything else, because yeah, physical rest is great, but get your mind right, get back focused, get tunnel vision, make sure you know what you want, because I think the guys know how important it is. Um, and then I, I think this will be a good weekend for college hockey. I, I like, again, with LSSU, if we're playing somebody else, like, I feel like, again, if we're playing them, not to be, not to say that LSSU isn't good because they have been sneaky, I think. My word I like to use for them in Colorado College, even those two teams is describing them as sneaky, good college hockey teams. So it'll be interesting. It'll be good. But dropping one isn't going to be the end of the world just because you have UST, who is, like you said, unfortunately crawling towards the finish line and hoping that, you know, the the good things they've had in the beginning of the season will carry them to the end. Um, but also with BSU being pretty scary, as always, um, it'll be it'll be interesting, to say the least. It will be. Uh, you can't get swept, that's for sure. But I oh think no, I that's a non-negotiable. If you get swept, that's right. over. Like, there's yeah. no way we can get swept this weekend. If we get split, that's fine. But if we like, we cannot get swept. Yeah, exactly. No. And it's it's more that it's not necessarily about the standings at this point in the mm -hmm. season. Um, it's more about you know where's your your confidence in your mentality sit, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of which, confidence rise, Lucas. Uh, Bemidji State, I think. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Bemidji State versus UST. I think now knowing where St. Thomas is at in the roster, I think that chatter has cooled off quite significantly. Um, but I want to draw our attention to Bemidji State and maybe since we are kind of classifying them as the cream of the crop of the CCHA right now, which I think is fair at the moment. Um, is there a glaring weakness? And what I mean by weaknesses is their special teams. Um, so, Lucas, is it as big of an issue as? The chatter has been out there. Do you do you really think if there is an anchor that's holding back Bemidji State, 
special teams probably it, but is it as big of a problem as people are making it out to be? Yeah. I mean, it, it's been rearing its ugly head these last couple of weeks, even even with the team picking up wins. You know, they're dropping points mainly because of of an ineptitude on special teams. It, it's just been awful pretty much all season long. They, they've had moments of of good play, both on the penalty kill and, and power play. But, you know, you're, you're bottom 10 nationally in, in both categories right now. You have a power play under 15% and you have a penalty kill under 75%. And, you know, you're playing Northern Michigan and, and their first two goals come on, on, you know, on shorthanded or on, on penalties. Um, and that, that really kept them in, in those games all weekend long. Um, and then Bemidji state had six power play opportunities that game and, and were only able to convert once um, at, at the end. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, if there's one thing that I'm, I'm worried about when we get into, into the playoffs and into this final stretch of games, it's just that, you know, those, those small things are, are, are you know, potentially going to cost this team a, a chance at either regular season or, or a conference championship. So, you know, there's definitely been good moments on, on both sides of special teams this season, but they need to find some answers quickly here at, at the end of the year. And, and speaking of answers, Ryan, you know, wanted to, to piggyback off of our earlier conversation with St. Thomas and the, the real, the question is, is can they overcome the injuries that they have right now? A, there's, a bunch be there's significant. Um, and you know, not that this is the test that you want to have as a hockey team, but this is probably their biggest hurdle right now. Um, can they overcome this and still be a competitive force when we get to the CCHA tournament? Or do you feel like they're just too banged up? What do you think? I think that they are, there's enough talent on that roster that they're going to put up a good fight the big St. Thomas is basically their biggest challenge is themselves right now, just trying to regroup and just have a full lineup and just trying to grind out wins. And if they are going to get wins, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a hard fought. I I don't see any four, one wins coming from them. I don't see five, one wins coming out of St. Thomas. If they get wins, it's probably going to be one goal games and they're just going to have to, really push to get through it. I think they're still going to be a force in the playoffs. I think you don't necessarily want to play them if you if you get them in the first round. At the same time, of the four teams that are in the position to get the McNaughton Cup right now, they're probably the shakiest just because of the injuries. So I, I think they're gonna I think they're still a team to watch out for because they do have the ability to get wins even when the odds are stacked against them. But at the same time, they're going to, it's going to be hard. These last four games, you're going to, I would say it's St. Thomas is probably trying to play for the McNaughton Cup as much as they can. But I think they're also like, let's just try to get home ice <laughs> and try to lock that up too because you don't want to grind it all out to get the conference title and then be basically limping into the first round for, you know, so I don't know. I think they have a, still have a shot to get it, but I, I feel like home ice is more of the possibility at this point. Sure. Um, so Alex, if, if we take everything we've said for about our three CCHA Minnesota based squad, you got St. Thomas, which is injury bound. You've got Bemidji state, which has got some glaring flaws. Um, Wait a second. Does that mean a door is wide open for Minnesota State? It kind of seems that way. Um, 
And how can they get there? And, and I guess maybe to be more specific, are there players on the roster right now that you think are going to help them carry? And are there other players that you want to see more from as they continue this track down to the end of the, of the regular season into the CCHA tournament? Yeah, um, Alex Tracy's going to have to keep on playing well in that. Um, you know, he, goaltending at this time of the year, the, you know, the, that's the name of the game. If you don't have good goaltending, it, your season's going to end really quick. And, you know, the depth scoring has, has started to, you know, to help out the Mavericks. You know, they're not all always relying on Sam Morton because teams are, you know, are doing everything, everything they can to try to shut him down. You saw against Tech, they, they did a really good job of trying to keep him off the score sheet. And, you know, guys like Brian Carabas have, have really stepped up the, the Boston transfer. And so, yeah, I would like to see him continue to, you know, to, to step up. And, you know, you got guys like Zach Kranick, uh, that, uh, you know, Maverick fans remember from, from last year, who got them, you know, to the, you know, to win the uh, Mason cup last year. And so, yeah, a guy like that would, I think would help a ton. And, uh, you know, you got, it's amazing the season Evan Murr has had back there on, on, on defense, like pole camp. I mean, these freshmen D it's, they, they come into the the conference and they have no, no problems and they play with a lot of, a lot of flair. And, you know, he's an exciting, exciting player that could have you know, followed, uh, you know, hasty to, to Wisconsin because they recruited him and he, he decided to stay. So that was, you know, that, that says a lot about the kid. And so, yeah, some of those guys, I, you know, are going to have to, you know, keep carrying the load to and, and stepping up. So Marissa, with that being said, uh, we sort of alluded to it with Alex is that, you know, there's a door open for one of our teams in purple, but there's been something else that's been brewing, not just at Mankato Brewing, who happens to be one of our sponsors here on the show, right? Um, great well stuff, done. by the way. Love Mankato but Brewing. Cross-check Pilsner. Get it. Exactly, right? Um, but the other team in purple, St. Thomas, apparently the what's called the 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 pleasantries are becoming more like the temperature of uh, shall we say UMD and um yeah, some of that locker right now. Not <laughs> fantastic, right? Um is there starting to like a rivalry build between the purple cows and the purple Tommies? Uh, the purple cows and the purple Tomcats. Yep. There's two, there's a rivalry going on. It's bu budding, it's bubbling. Um, it's starting to become new. And I think honestly, that's going to be the big one in the CCHA. I think it's going to be those two teams um, just because, you know, they're only an hour away and, um, St. Thomas is St. Thomas. And there's already been some chirping, obviously the Mayo maniacs um, on Twitter and obviously the herd Colin Judding and all those boys always loving to chirp wherever they can and whenever they can. Um, and they took a picture of something um, for St. Thomas and it said like, say no to like new arenas and everything else. And they're going back and forth. And, you know, St. Thomas has an account too. I think it's called Roll Times and they're chirping each other left and right. And it's becoming to be such a funny thing. Like when the Mayo Maniacs and then the herd went up to UST for a game, they were like, oh, this is St. Thomas. This is what it is. You guys play in this bar and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think it's just 
it's fun right now. It's not hurting anybody. It's just a good rivalry. Hopefully, it's not hurting anybody. And, and take advantage of the arena slash barn because they're going to lose that argument in a couple of years. Literally, <laughs> exactly. Really nice barn. So, and that's why I think the Royal Toms are like, hey, we're going to wait a little bit to chirp you really hard because we're going to have the upper hand here very, very soon. But it's definitely becoming to be a cool thing. And for me, like I've always loved St. Thomas. My brother went to St. Thomas, and now um all of that so i don't know i i've seen it happening the mayo maniacs shout out to them they're doing a really good job just trying to create buzz and helping with minnesota state and everything else and obviously the herd and um you know big bag who also had that viral video we haven't talked about yet if you guys haven't seen it he made it he made it like he made a video it was so funny out of the blue but so like he made he got his family in on it and basically it was like his daughter like getting ready or he was doing something. And then all of a sudden there's like a shadow in her room and she's like, what's going on? So they go outside and he is hanging a Connor Mackey giant banner on the outside all of American his banner. house. All American banner. Yes. All American banner on the outside of his house. And he's like, like, they're like, what are you doing? He's like, what? A little redecorating. Can't hurt anybody. Can it? And they just kind of look at him and the mom goes, I like it. It's on everything college hockey. It's on his page. He's coming more, uh, more into that. But I just love him, and I love, um, you know, all a lot of the other guys like Boblin Mavericks. Obviously, going to a lot of Maverick games, just not even hockey, but everything else. So we've got a really cool fan base for Minnesota State. I think UST once they get their barn, they're going to become a huge fan base too as well. But I'm excited to see the chirping happen. It's starting to happen, but I'm excited to see it a little bit more. For those who don't know, and speaking of chirping, Marissa, I'm glad you brought this up. Mm. This is more of an NHL tidbit, but you can pay if you're inside the Tampa Bay Lightning Arena, Amway, like 10 bucks or whatnot, and you can listen in to the on-ice microphones and you want a chirp fest. Oh, it is whoa. unbelievable. I'm surprised not every single NHL arena does this because for 10 bucks, I'm having an earbud in my ear. That would be fantastic comedy. Could you imagine some of the, the things oh, that the uh, we could never repeat on this podcast? I mean, we probably could, but we I'm also- just imagining the Minnesota Wild. Like, obviously, when they, I think they mic'd up a couple players, um, like Pat Maroon, Jake Middleton, Dewey, like a couple games ago. And then, like, when Jake was like, Flurry, you're my favorite player. Like just stuff like that. And I remember I'm hearing them chirp and I'm like, we need, I need that. Like the Minnesota Wild need to get on that because I would pay stupid money to be able to hear them. Chirp well, how about the, when the Hartman and the Perfetti were going at it? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the one thing though. When you, when you mic a player, it's, there's a little bit of, shall we say, restraint on that player. They know they're mm-hmm. mic'd up. These are exactly. literally like the shotgun microphones hanging from the arena floor. Oh, so they're, God. yeah. And they hang them right above the benches. And you, I mean, so when I played the game, that's where all the best commentary is, is between the benches. But neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Lucas, I want to continue the conversation because we, we see a budding rivalry with both. St. Thomas and as well as Minnesota State. Um, are there any other rivalries in the CCHA? Maybe there's a, well, maybe, let's, let's be more specific. Who's Bemidji State's biggest rivalry in the conference right now? I, I still think it's Minnesota State just because they've had so many good battles the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Minnesota Mankato's- State doesn't have to be for everybody you can say somebody everybody, else everybody wants to battle with us. Everybody wants to <laughs> chirp us. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. No, I, I, I just think a certain game that happened a couple of years yeah. ago where somebody <laughs> won and then maybe didn't. And then the refs yeah. left. Yeah. And the refs left the building and they came back in the building. And then I showed a, a, a video to Mike Hastings and I saw 
everybody freaking out. Yeah, I think I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, you have that game. You have the the 2020 end of the 2020 season when it came down to the last last game of the year too between the two teams from the McNaughton Cup. Um, other than that, I mean, Michigan Tech is always kind of fun to hate from a Bemidji State <laughs> perspective. Like it's it's just fun to battle. Those are always really close, really fun games. Um, there is some random traveling trophy Bemidji State has with Lake Superior State that not many fans know about. <laughs> so um, I, I think Lake Superior. I have no. Yeah, I have no idea, yeah, have no idea what you're talking about. So that goes back between Bob Peters and um, you know the NAIA uh, rivalry when they met, you know, three or four years in a row for the NAIA, NAIA championships and. Yeah, because of that, uh, Bob Peters and I, I'm forgetting the legendary coach of Lake Superior State's. Was it Jeff name. Jackson? The or not? No, I don't. I, I'm. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, the the two legendary coaches created a a, a traveling trophy. I, I saw a picture of it once, and I, I know Lake Superior's had it the last couple of seasons. But that's just kind of a a random rivalry that we, that I guess we we have. <laughs> Well, the was it the Gophers and the Hawkeyes have what the the pit again? Then the the, the Gophers and the Wisconsin have the axe. I mean, and the bits I don't know. Broken, I think it's a broken chair one. Like. Broken chair. I mean, Ryan. I mean, the trophies in college football. I mean, because now that we're on this train, we're going to continue to roll with this. <laughs> um, you know, but, but honestly, though, like they're kind of they don't set the tone for the game, but they they kind of bring another little element to that competition, right? I mean. Should college hockey have more of those kind of things? I mean, just to add a little some a little extra bragging rights to to these competitions, especially in conference, wouldn't you think that'd be kind of fun? I think that'd be a blast. Um, I've often thought that Michigan Tech and Northern Michigan should have a traveling trophy, considering how intense that rivalry is. We were talking about Bemidji State's rivalry. That's one of the probably arguably the most intense rivalry in the CCHA. Um you know, Northern Michigan and Lake State have a thing called the Capo Cup that is a competition every year. I think if every team, I know it's kind of hard if you're kind of off on your own. I don't I don't know if Ferris can come up with a rival, <laughs> really, but <laughs> if, uh, if you had your rivalry, I think everybody should have a traveling trophy. And it shouldn't just be a cup. I feel like you've got to have some connection in there. Like... The pig with Iowa and Minnesota, Floyd and Rosedale, so unique. And you gotta you gotta come up with something that really stands out. So maybe maybe one of these days I'll come up with a list of weird things that you can put on top of a pole <laughs> and hand out to people and uh, do something like that. But yeah, I think that would add a lot to stuff uh, to the conference as a whole and to other conferences too, because there are rivalries, mm -hmm. but having something that you're fighting for extra, in addition to beating your opponent, I think adds a little extra element. So I would support that. Yeah, I mean, and could you, and could you imagine Ryan, you know, a player, a freshman on either squad, you know, they get to hoist the trophy and like, yeah, Hey guys, this is my first trophy. Only problem is the goofy golf guy on top. Probably sorry, got a little hockey guy in there, you know, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. But uh, it would be kind of, I don't know, I think you could have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and again, just bring an extra just to deepen the rivalries that we have in college hockey. I just think that, you know, if you're trying to grow the game, grow a rivalry. You know, you, you, there's there's always the respect with the opponent, but also like, okay, it's the friendly hatred, right? And I think mm -hmm. all that is is good for the game. Well, the Mavericks um, have one too. I don't know if you guys know this, but Omaha and MSU actually have a trophy. 
obviously it's too mad. I gave it out it's to like Siri, even, even after an exhibition. Is it a cow? Yeah. I'm hoping it's a cow. It, oh yeah, it's like yeah, a cow yeah. it's or like a maverick. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it was yeah, like Alex said, it was an exhibition game in Minnesota at um Mankato and Omaha won. I'll never I'll never forget but, uh when I was in school or you know, Judding actually became an assistant coach for a couple of years at, at Omaha and they played Omaha in the WCHA playoffs and the Mavs beat or Mankato beat Omaha in, in the playoffs. And it was quite the scene because Judding was back in Mankato and he was hugging all the guys that he recruited, Matt Leitner, LaFontaine, all those guys. It was, yeah, it was quite the, quite the scene back, back, you know, about 10 years ago. Oh man. But but this is what we're talking about, guys, right? Exactly. This this is what can grow a fan base. This is what can grow, you know, just new fans, right? It can grow a conference, right? Not that Augustana has, what, one more year that they will be yeah. not added. It will be the year after yeah. that. So yeah. 25, like 26, right? Yep. yep, exactly. So, which, again, I'm not sure why, but okay, sure, why not? <laughs> um, so, with that being said, guys, it's Voss Thoughts time. Um, so... Marissa, as we head mm-hmm. towards the playoffs here, it's prediction time. Ooh, okay. Yes. You have a four-team race right now, effectively via the points. Mm-hmm. Who comes out on top as the regular season champ? I honestly think it's between um, BSU and Minnesota State, as it has been time and time again in years past. I just don't think St. Thomas um, has the goal to get into the that and and be in the top two. And um, unfortunately as how they great, they've been this year uh, injury bug has hit and it's not good. I it's hard because BSU kind of came out of nowhere, but like Lucas has said multiple times, once they get, once they have gotten healthy, they're going to be a really, really good squad coming down to the end. But um, give me the victory. Give me the comeback kids. Give me the Marissa boss, even doubted them from the very beginning. Minnesota state's going to come on top. They're going to make a statement with um, strand and they're going to say, Hey, we didn't have a lot and a lot of people left us and we're still strong and we're still here and we're still this team. And um, I can't wait for the day when that happens. And then a lot of people can say I was wrong because there's one thing about me. If I'm wrong, I love owning up to it. So I think Minnesota state is going to be that team this year. Homer. Listen, listen, I was, I haven't been a Homer all year, so I can't even hear that. I've been the one that's been like, no, no, no. And now I'm proven wrong. So I do. I think they're the, I, you know what? They I think call it's going to be a battle. A bandwagon fan. That's that's what. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not like I haven't dedicated like six years to that program. It's fine. I'm okay. You need seven. Then we can talk. No, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But to your point, though, as we discussed earlier in the episode, there is a legitimate shot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, because I'm the person that loves chaos um, and Ryan C was looking now. like he wanted to punch the camera after hearing that rant from Marissa Voss. That somehow <laughs> was no chance. Um, they do. It's maybe not as good as they had a couple of weeks ago with some of the injuries that they've sustained. But Alex. What would happen to the powers that be in the CCHA if Bowling Green just continues on the torrid run that they have and surprises everybody and snatches that number one seat? A, can it happen? And B, do you think it will happen? Yeah, it could happen. I mean, like like I said uh, earlier in the episode, goaltending. I mean, Cole Moore's been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, guys, he looks like a giant in that. You know, seeing watching the highlights of Bowling Green and St. Thomas. It's so hard to score against some of these goalies that are just gigantic. You have to get them moving side to side. Yeah, you know, you, you just you kind of watched when the Wild played uh, Vegas the other night. Aiden Hill. When when goalies are that big, 
it's really tough to, you know, if you get him to move side to side, you can score and just, and if you don't do that, then they're going to dominate. And he's, he's been playing really well. And, uh, you know, they're kind of rallying around their coach, um, you know, who got suspended. He shouldn't have been suspended. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see them you know, having their kind of redemption towards the, the end of the season. So yeah, this, 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 this conference is chaos. And, you know, as we know too, if, uh, you know, if St. Thomas hosts the, you know, for some reason, if they are able to get through all their injuries and they host the, the championship game, it, it, the runner up team is going to win, is going to go to the NCAs no matter what. So <laughs> it'll be it, the it, only like team photo that they take after the game where everybody's smiling on the losing. Right. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine champagne and both, you know, both ends, you know, that would be, would imagine be being in St. Thomas locker room where the champagne is there. No matter what happens, unless you're popping the champagne, you can imagine Literally. like crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, goaltenders are big. And uh, as one really dumb commercial is like, it's a walrus. Ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Just They're just that big now. Like even in the butterfly, right? Your shoulders are at the crossbar level. Uh, Marissa Voss can only imagine if I'm standing on two feet if she or head was above the crossbar. That's just, I can't, you know, I can't even imagine idea. it. Can't even do it's, it. Yeah, no, got to get you on stilts once. It's, it's, it's a nice view from up here. Tell you that give much. me like, so, give me like four apple boxes and then I still won't even be as tall as anybody. It's crazy. I, I would love to see you attempt to walk in that just for entertainment purposes. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite, quite the scene. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up episode number 103 for all of us here and myself here, Nick Max. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you back here again this week. The playoffs are coming up here soon.